Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I am the host of this show. If you're listening to this in the future, which I guess would technically be your present, uh, but it is our future right now because we're recording this live, uh, then hopefully we saw you at Service World. If we saw you there, um, hit us up. We'd love to, to chat and, and, and catch up afterwards. Uh, and then also we're looking forward to the uh, fall meetings that ACA is hosting down in New Orleans. I believe tentatively the meeting is still on, so we're planning on being there. So if you'll be there, swing by and, uh, and say hello to us. We would be glad to meet you uh, and hang out. Today we are joined by Nolan Sorindo from Jackson Comfort Services. How you doing, Nolan? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing awesome. So, Nolan, thank you for joining us today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and your experience in the industry? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, so, my name is Nolan Sorendo, and I'm the HVAC service manager for Jackson Comfort Services. Um, we are in the Cleveland Akron area of Ohio, and I've been with uh, Jackson for roughly about 14 years. I actually started with Jackson out of uh, trade school. Um, and somewhere in that 14 years, I also actually spent about a year uh, working for Arzell Zoning um, in tech support over there. So got a little bit more um, experience with the industry, you know, in a broad sense when I was working there, talking to different contractors around the country, which is pretty cool. Um, but, you know, working as a service manager over here, I have a crew of about uh, 19 talented individuals that I manage and just help coach and train, um, you know, and just try my best to help out the company as a whole. Do you have 19 service technicians? We do. Um, so 13 of them are on the residential side and six of them are on the commercial. Um, our commercial technicians, um, they do both service and installation um, in the commercial division. Nice. How many, how many uh, installers do you all have? So installers right now, um, we're probably rated right about 12, 12 residential installers is where we're oh, at. Wow. So y'all got a pretty big crew over there. It sounds like that's cool. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I guess first and foremost, uh, for those of you who don't know, Nolan was recently added to the uh, top 40 under 40 list that is put out by the ACHR News. So first of all, congratulations on that, Nolan. That's really cool. Thank you very much. It's a huge honor. Uh, it's something that was on my bucket list to try and make that list. Um, so it's lucky enough, my boss, Doug Jackson, he's our operations manager. Um, he was actually on the list in 2019 and, you know, I've always kind of had in the back of my head, you know, I'd, I'd love to be on that list one day. Um, and, you know, one day he just mentioned, Oh, by the way, I nominated you for the list and uh, was lucky enough to uh, be, be selected for it. And really at the end of the day, I mean, the way I look at that accomplishment is it wouldn't be possible without, you know, one, our ownership team here at Jackson, then two, you know, my team, the Jackson comfort as a whole, our team has just been, I'm um, doing a great job growing and succeeding. So 
um, you know, I really do owe a lot of it to our team as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that they appreciate you giving them credit. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure that they certainly, uh, believe that your, you know, your leadership and, and your knowledge and, and what you bring to the team is definitely worth making that list. It obviously, um, you wouldn't have made the list if, if they didn't believe in you. So that's awesome. So, so going back over to like managing service technicians, this is something that I've, I've been wanting to talk about on here for a little while. Um, so a, as most of you may know, uh, season two of the smart HVAC marketing podcast launches on October 5th and season one. And obviously the title of the show is HVAC marketing uh, topics. Uh, but we've, we've really had kind of some feedback from listeners wanting to hear a little bit more about operations, managing people, um, and all that good stuff on top of marketing. So uh, we're going to can start maybe talking a little bit more about management and uh, operations and sales and, and all that good stuff that we don't always cover here on the show. So I think this would be a great opportunity for us to start talking about managing service technicians. So Nolan, uh, when it comes to managing service technicians, um, what's, I guess, the best advice that you could give someone um, for managing either a small or a large team? Uh, the way I look at it is you really have to do a good job of making sure there aren't any roadblocks in the way for your team. Um, you know, staying in constant communication with your team, making sure, are you having any problems? Is there anything that we can be doing to uh, make you more successful at your job? Uh, because at the end of the day, if there's roadblocks in their way that nobody's there to help them overcome, you know, they're going to keep running into those roadblocks and, you know, they're not going to have a chance to really succeed and strive. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing is being aware of um, what challenges your team is facing and being there to help them overcome those challenges or at least give them the path um, to get around them. I think that's really huge. Um, I think another big thing is just having a good relationship where, um, you know, hey, if, if you're having a problem, if maybe you're not doing something correctly, okay, let's make sure we we set you straight, you know, hey, this is how you should be doing that, giving them the resources to, to succeed um, versus just saying, oh, hey, you know, you're not doing a great job. Um, yet you, you, you have to, um, you know, say, okay, this is a problem. Here's our solution. Here's how we fix it. Um, in addition to that, just, you know, making sure you're also um, communicating on the positive end, you know, oh, hey, we got a customer review for you. Great job. Um, you know, hey, great job on your membership sales for the day. Um, so giving some constructive feedback uh, when things aren't going right is huge. And then also making sure you're really giving that positive feedback and staying up to date on that, I think, is also really important. Yeah. So so what are some of the most common challenges that you see uh, that service technicians are facing right now? So on the residential side, um, to be really successful as a residential service technician, um, a big part of it is one, you do have to have the technical skills. You do have to be able to fix things, maintain things. Uh, but another huge part of it is the customer service side. Um, you know, you have to be able to sit down with the customer and say, okay, I'm here to, um, you know, see why your heat isn't working, uh, do the maintenance on your system. Um, but on top of that, I want to focus on safety. Um, I want to focus on efficiency. Um, and then from there, as you're doing your normal, you know, replacing an igniter, doing a tune-up, um, identifying solutions and uh, coming back to the customer and getting them to move forward with those. So the, the challenge there is a, a lot of service techs will look at it that 
like, okay, well, hey, you want me to be a salesman because you're expecting me to offer them humidifiers, air cleaners. Um, and at the end of the day, what we're really just trying to do is we're just trying to help the customer. We're trying to identify all the problems that they're having and uh, give them solutions. So I think that is one area that can become a challenge of, okay, hey, I'm out here to fix things. I don't want to be a salesman. Uh, at the end of the day, if the customer is telling you it's a problem, all you're doing is offering them a solution and answering questions. You know, the, it's up to the customer to make the decision. Hey, I do want to move forward with the solution. So the the customer is making that decision. You're not trying to sell them something. That's one big challenge that, at least on the residential side, that that we'll run into. It's sort of that mindset shift of, um, you know, you're just offering solutions and answering questions. You're not a salesperson. Yeah. So how do you guys train technicians to overcome that, I guess, that fear really of speaking to the customer about solutions and alternative options? Sure. Um, so really the best way to go about it is just practice. Uh, so we'll do in, in our, in our company, we'll have um, role-playing sessions that we'll try to do. Um, okay. Here's the best way to go about talking to the customer you know, maybe our way doesn't work for you, but maybe we can identify a good way that works for you when you're out in the field. Oh, we also do have some customer service experts come in. Um, we have a gentleman by the name of Mar Marvin Montgomery, who's like really fantastic. Um, he comes in, he'll do ride-alongs with our techs. Um, he will uh, just, just give recommendations on how to approach the situation to where, you know, we're not uh, trying to force things on the customer. Hey, at the end of the day, this is really going to help you. Um, so just practicing um, giving them the best tools to uh, tackle that situation is really what we what we try to do there. Yeah, yeah. Role playing is, I think, it's crucial uh, for really for anyone that has to talk to people. I know I, I role play just some of the stuff I say for the podcast before I go live because it's like you know it's like sports or or anything really. You don't just show up to the the game uh, and step into the batter's box and try to hit a home run. Like you have to practice, do batting practice every day. Uh, and you have to take ground balls every day and you have to do whatever sport it may be. It, it's no different than that. Um, so I guess in regards to like the role playing and the practicing and stuff, um, how, how does that workflow typically go? Is it, is it every morning for a, a few minutes or is it just like once a week? So we try to do it at least once a week. We have our service meetings um, that we have once a week where we'll um, just pick a specific topic and we'll kind of run through what's the best way to approach the situation uh, we will try to uh, schedule additional training opportunities to do that. Um, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we were having trouble converting our memberships the way we wanted to. Um, so we're offering memberships to the customer, uh, but, you know, the customer is just not moving forward with it. So, um, you know, how do we present the value of our membership to the customer? What's the best way to go about it? Uh, so we try to do that on a regular basis as well. So if we can um, you know, do that role playing at least once a week. That's what we, at, you know, at the minimum want to do. Um, but then we'll follow up with additional trainings. And, uh, you know, maybe if there's a situation that's not going well, if we're doing a coaching session, maybe at that point we'll say, hey, let's, you know, run through this really quick and talk about what's the best way to go about it. Yeah. Do you all write down the objections that you get from customers? That's a really good exercise to do, which we have done in the past. Uh, we talk about, you know, what's the objection to not get a membership? Uh, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be moving in a year and you know, what's, what's our solution to that? Uh, for our membership, the membership stays with the 
with the home, with the location. So, you know, we try to come up with those examples to give to the customer. Um, you know, hey, definitely understand that. Uh, but, you know, maybe you didn't know this, but this will actually add to the value of selling your home. We try to uh, give our technicians a good way to spin it to the positive versus, you know, the negative point that the customer is bringing up. Yeah, absolutely. So in regards to like recruiting and finding technicians, has that been a struggle that you all have have faced so far this year? So recruiting definitely is an issue. Um, and it's not just with us. It's pretty much industry wide, as I'm sure a lot of people already know. Um, mm-hmm. So what we've been doing um, is, you know, in the, in the past, you, the typical way to go about it would be you post a job on Indeed, um, you know, wherever you might post it. Uh, hey, we're looking for somebody with two to five years experience. And we didn't have a ton of luck with that. Um, you know, we, we've had some success with some experienced technicians coming in. But um, really, at the end of the day, the companies that have texture experience, they're doing everything they can to keep those technicians because, you know, obviously, if we lose a tech, you know, it's going to be super difficult to find another one. Uh, so what we've been really looking for, uh, we've been looking for people that are either coming out of HVAC school or maybe people that, you know, don't have any experience but have um, a good mechanical aptitude, mm-hmm. uh, a great attitude, and just the willingness to come in and learn and work hard. And what we've been doing is we've been actually offering a program to people where, hey, you can come in and train. We'll do in-house teaching and training um, that you're going to get paid for. And then we're going to send you on ride-alongs with our different divisions, you know, install service and just, you know, teach you uh, the trade, you know, the way that we go about it, the way, you know, the right way to do a maintenance, do a service. Um, We've really been focusing on just bringing in people new and and training them to succeed, which has gone really well for us. We have uh, we have a couple service technicians that are less than two years in. And I mean, they're already doing things like, you know, replacing coils out there efficiently. Um, you know, they have high membership conversion rates. Uh, they're really doing everything that they should be doing. So that's kind of the what we've been moving towards is bringing in people with little to no experience, teaching it the way we want it to be done. And then they just succeed from there and do very well for themselves. Yeah, that seems to be a a winning strategy for finding technicians. It seems It seems like the labor issue that has, you know, presented itself to this industry is really, it's been a blessing in disguise, I think, because it's helped, I think, a lot of companies out there get away from the the old way of hiring, which was throw up a beefy sign on bonus, try to, you know, steal someone from another company and then just call it a day. And now everyone's like, all right, let's find some, you know, some young people who have a great attitude, who's willing to learn. Uh, And so they're actually able to build up you know, good quality service technicians that fit the company core values, really. Absolutely. Uh, And just to give you a couple of examples. So the first person we actually did this program with, um, he happened to be a friend of one of our service techs. He was, he worked in the restaurant industry for, you know, at least 10 years. He was a GM at a restaurant and I just kind of uh, capped out with how far he could kind of move up there. And, you know, he, he came in to do it and he's, making way more money than he ever did, you know, being a GM for a restaurant. And it's just such a great life transition for him. So if there's anybody out there that's listening to this, that isn't an HVAC and is just interested in getting into it. I mean, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you have that great attitude and uh, you have that willingness to learn, you know, definitely companies can teach you the rest. And it's such a great trade to get into. 
Um, I, I really think, you know, the trades are such a great opportunity overall for, for people, you know, young people that just need a direction to go in life. Um, you can come in and be successful really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in regards to recruitment, I know that, uh, I know that uh, this this podcast is going to be released after Service World, but if anyone's listening to this right now, uh, between now and next Thursday, um, and you're going to Service World, we will be having a recruitment panel that I'll be on. Um, I'm no expert in recruiting, uh, but I do know that recruiting is essentially marketing, uh, just people marketing, really. You're just trying to find people. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of really good people on that panel and, uh, excited for that. I'll definitely have some recaps on the, on the podcast afterwards with some of the takeaways. Um, but I've, I've already learned so much about, about recruitment just from talking to people like Nolan and, and other guests that we've had. Um, and it, it just sounds like a, a few other like good ideas. Nolan, I'm not sure if you all do this or not is like offering some type of bonus for technicians who refer uh, a technician or, or an employee? We do. We do have a referral program within our company. Uh, I forget the specifics offhand. I think it's for, for the first two years, your referrals within the company, I think the employee gets $100 um, a month and then the recruiter or the uh, recruitee, uh, you know, gets, gets that same amount. So we do have that program in place and it does work very well. Actually, the majority of the people that we have brought in um, to train have come from that referral program. So I think that's a really good thing for companies to use. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think it's awesome. Like, cause if you have a really good service technician and you know that this person, they're, they're a hard worker, they have a good attitude. They, they uphold your company values. Why not just sit them down and say, Hey, we, we want, you know, some of your friends or past coworkers who are like you to come work for us. I mean, you can't really go wrong there. They say birds of the same feather flock together. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So Nolan, in regards to some of the other stuff in the industry, um, like equipment shortage uh, and some of this other stuff, what, what are you all seeing over, over in Ohio? So equipment shortage is actually, you know, becoming a challenge for us. Um, luckily our ownership was pretty smart about uh, when we started to first hear about equipment shortages um, they went out and kind of made sure to secure everything we needed. Um, there was that issue with water heaters not being available for a certain amount of time. We went out and purchased, uh, we, we got like a whole trailer full of water heaters because we do have a plumbing division that's doing water heaters pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing where we really just made sure we had what we need to serve our customers as timely as possible. Um, as far as on the HVAC side, um, so as far as new equipment, uh, we work with a couple of different manufacturers. Um, our main manufacturer we work with, we haven't had too much of an issue. Um, what they've been really good about, and I think this happens with other manufacturers as well, is if they don't have a specific piece of equipment, um, they'll say, okay, well, hey, we don't have this in stock, uh, but we're going to upgrade you to, you know, from a 14 to a 16 sear. Um, so we've, we've been lucky in that our supplier is just taking great care of us. Um, another, another one of the manufacturers we use um, you know, they're like 30 to 60 days out on equipment. So that, wow. that can be a challenge. So it's, it's definitely, you know, real out there. Um, another issue we're having, we have a commercial project coming up. It's an underground piping project. And a lot of the materials, um, 
you know, that we need. We're still calling around to see, but, you know, we're being told, you know, 60 days back order on some things. So that's definitely a challenge out there. And I've, I've spoken with other companies that are experiencing the same issues in our area. Yeah. Yeah. I've been reading different things online that some people are saying, oh, it's only affecting the East Coast and the Midwest is fine. And but it, it seems like it's pretty much everywhere. From everything I've been hearing, yeah, it's, it's been an issue, definitely. Yeah. So, Nolan, I guess in regards to like career advancement within a company, because you know you've been you've been with Jackson for quite some time. You, you seem to have worked your way up the ranks so far. Um, what's some advice you would give to someone listening out there who maybe you know maybe a uh, like a an entry level service technician, or maybe they are a technician for a few years at a company and they want to advance their career? What's some advice you'd give them? Sure. Um, so my advice on, on this topic is, you know, I started out as a service technician back in 2008. And when I started out, you know, I kind of learned in school what I had learned and I did ride alongs with techs. And um, my expectation was always that, okay, I'm waiting for the company to say, okay, we're going to get you training classes. Uh, that was kind of the mindset I was in early on was I was expecting the company to provide training for me to continue to excel. Um, and after a while, um, what I had figured out was at a certain point, you really have to just go out and do the work, uh, you know, go out and reach out to resources where, um, you know, we're lucky enough now where uh, you have great content on YouTube that's trusted like HVAC school, um, there's so much content out there that is reputable that you can use just to continue learning. Um, so once I realized, Hey, if I get some books, if I watch some how to videos, if I um, find some online training classes, um, you know, I can really excel my skill set and start to become more successful, uh, which is what I try to uh, pass on to our service technicians as well here. Um, you really have to just go out and put in the extra work and, you know, that will only help to, you know, move you up the ladder. If, if you are working for a company and they see, you know, hey, Nolan's going out, he's learning about things on his own. He's being a great example for everybody else. Um, he does great with the customers. You know, maybe he is a good example for somebody that could be in more of a leadership role. Um, so really, at the end of the day, it's just just about the hard work. It's about the determination to learn as much as possible. Um, if you're a service tech and you want to be a service manager, um, you know, look up courses on, on management, on customer service, on how to be a leader for people. Um, just try to develop those skills as much as possible. And, you know, the, the harder the work you put in, uh, the more that you demonstrate that you'll be willing to put in work and to learn as much as possible. Um, you know, people are going to see that and you're going to do nothing but succeed from there. Yeah. So do you, do you miss being a service technician or do you enjoy being in a leadership position more? I do really enjoy being in a leadership position. Um, it, it's been it's been an interesting change going from service tech um, to a service manager because um, you know your perception going in is it's you're still going to be focused a lot on the technical side, uh, but really being a manager, it's more about just helping your team, helping uh, helping the processes that your team is using. Um, I do still provide a good amount of tech support um, for our technicians, and um, we do have. Um, some of our senior techs with our company um, that have actually kind of taken on more of that tech support role that have been a, a huge help to me. Um, 
so I, I'd say at the end of the day, I'm definitely happy to be in the position I'm in. Um, you know, if I go out on ride-alongs with technicians, do I start to say, oh, you know, if I could be out doing, you know, repairs, maintenance, it would be so great. You know, every once in a while, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you know, the grass is greener type thing. But, yeah. um, you know, I do definitely fulfill, feel fulfilled helping the team, helping the company continue to grow and succeed. Uh, yeah. So definitely happy to be there. Yeah, I feel like it would be, uh, it's like one of those things where, you're like, ah, I'd love to go out like, you know, repairing systems again until you're in a crawl space or you're in an attic or something. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees and you're like, eh, maybe I don't miss it so much. Yeah. I don't mind that stuff, but, yeah. but they yeah. both, both sides of it have their challenges. Yeah. Awesome. So, so I guess we're, we're getting close to wrapping up here. So uh, just a few more questions, I guess the, the next one would really be, um, I know you'd already told us earlier to like helping technicians overcome obstacles that they may be facing in the field. Um, what's some other advice you'd give to someone uh, in a leadership position or aspiring to be a leader uh, just in general for, I guess, really just like the mindset of being a leader and, and what that means. Uh, sure. So being a leader uh, really at the end of the day, you have to be uh, the best example possible for your team. Um, you know, if, say I was going out in the field and, you know, if I had to go out and do a repair, um, you know, you have to be consistent with, you know, you're doing everything the right way the, you know, every time that you're not cutting corners, uh, you know, it, it happens to everybody. You, you get comfortable, you get distracted, you start to cut corners and, um, you can't do that, you know, as a leader, you really have to be the best example possible for your team. Um, I think it's a really big thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nolan, I, uh, I've appreciated you being on the podcast with me today. Um, uh, I guess before we go, what's a good way for any of our listeners out there to uh, reach out or connect with you if they want to uh, connect with you or, or learn more about, I guess, about Jackson Comfort uh, and what you all are doing? Sure. Uh, you can go to our website, jacksoncomfort.com, to check out our company. Uh, we're also on Facebook under Jackson Comfort Services. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Nolan Sorrendo. Uh, you can probably just look up Jackson Comfort Services and Nolan and you know, you'd probably find me, find me in there somewhere. Um, so definitely happy if anybody has any questions, wants any advice on anything, I'd always definitely be happy to uh, help out. Awesome. Well, Nolan, I appreciate you taking the time out of your morning to join me on the podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on and uh, hope you uh, have a great day. You too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.